Hello, Blackhawks fans. Welcome in. It's the Four Feathers Post Game Show. Johnny Nani here with you. I've got Ron Luce alongside me tonight to discuss a Blackhawks 4-2 winner over the Dallas Stars. Ron, first and foremost, it's been too long since you and I have been on the microphone together, so how are you doing, my man? I'm good, sir. It has been a long time, and I'm happy the first time we get to speak again on a microphone is talking about a Blackhawks win. It's There's nothing more poetic in the world, Johnny. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree 100%. You and I were getting all excited about this and can't wait to just get to all the points in this game. But obviously, you know the drill before we get into any of that. Uh, make sure, listeners, you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You can go and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Four Feathers Pod and the main account for all things Chicago sports at ONTAP Sportsnet, both of those platforms and if you enjoy this podcast please go give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to it and subscribe so you can get these notifications uh right in your uh queue as soon as they drop uh when we get a new episode out so ron been a little bit since we've been on the mic uh unfortunately baseball season has impeded a little bit upon our availability here with you being on cub show i am on the sock show on the south side of town we'll get to that later no need to discuss that right now but hey Point of focus here tonight, Blackhawks win in a huge one against a divisional opponent who is surging right behind them. How big is this for the Hawks? It's huge. I mean, you really can't let a team like Dallas creep back into this thing. The fact that them and Nashville are still hanging around as it is, is kind of disappointing. Uh, you know, really felt early on in the season, the Hawks, and really the rest of the the, the big flyers in the division, you know, the, the three teams above, you know, Carolina, Florida, Tampa, would be able to kind of get rid of that bottom very quickly and it just feels like they haven't so a win over them it's 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 a four point swing and that's that's a good feeling for the hawks yep four points i mean that's what it's going to be from here on out pretty much because first of all obviously the schedule is only within the division so every Mm -hmm. you know game like that is but yeah sure you have the wings coming up uh in a couple ones and you need to win those to bolster your points here but a dallas a team that's chasing you trying to crawl back into this uh they have a long and winding grueling road ahead due to all of their covet app or excuse me covet uh um delays and their weather delays too that they had unfortunately down in Mm -hmm. dallas so they're going to have a grind down the stretch i'm glad the blackhawks are not making it any easy on them and they seem to have their number this year because this puts the blackhawks at four and one this year against the stars uh kind of like the nashville predators have the blackhawks number this year the blackhawks fortunately have the dallas stars number I wonder if the uh, Dallas Stars have the National Predators number, and then it's just a big, crazy love triangle <laughs> between the three teams. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I would have to go and look at their head-to-head records, Ron. But you know what? In a crazy, weird season like this, I wouldn't uh, rule it out. So uh, maybe we'll do a little research next time and circle back on that because we will have these Dallas Stars again on Thursday. But mm-hmm. let's get into tonight's game. We're talking here Tuesday, April 6th. Uh, Blackhawks had a couple days off after their loss Saturday in Nashville. Um, you know, that was a game they controlled the play but had some business power play uh, and special teams in general uh, play. So that cost them. They lost that one 3-0. And before that uh, was a split with the Carolina Hurricanes. We didn't get to uh, touch on that one. That was opening day for baseball. So, um, you know, that was a loss. Kind of expected a split in that series, though, after winning the first game. So we can move on from that and get mm-hmm. into this win here tonight, 4-2, like I mentioned. Um, initial thoughts from you on this game, Ron. It's just nice to see the Hawks rebound. I, I really wonder if, uh, you know, Stan bringing back a former face uh, was enough to jolt this team. Uh, maybe just depth-wise even, you know, gives a, a new look to this roster. And they look good tonight, Johnny. I hope they can keep this up now. They got a really important stretch of games coming up. A lot of, lot of Nashville, uh, a lot of Detroit, 
teams that they should beat. I know Nashville's had their number, but teams you got to beat in order to get to the playoffs. Yep, indeed, Ron. And it's building on that point that you had mentioned, Stan bringing back a former face. Uh, that happened at the end of last week. Last Friday, the Blackhawks acquired Vinny Hinestroza from the Florida Panthers uh, in exchange for Brad Morrison, who I believe was in the ECHL with the Indy Fuel at the time. So um, not a very high risk, you know, uh, trade is, you know, a low, low risk move for the Blackhawks. They're bringing back a familiar face. That's one of Stan's favorite things to do. We all know that. And you can chalk it up as that. No, it's just a Stan move here. But, hey, Vinny Hinnestroza does record an assist tonight. We'll get to that play. Uh, but I agree. I wrote a little article about it before he made his debut tonight, and I think the speed uh, can help generate some additional rush chances for the Blackhawks. We'll talk about that because it was evident in game one here tonight uh, for Vinny Hinnestroza back in a Blackhawks sweater. Uh, my other initial thoughts here, though, uh, from this one, you, you did a good job of weathering the storm. Sure, the Dallas Stars came back with a push after you had gone up, you know, three goals, and especially in that third period going into that locker room down down 3-0 for the Dallas Stars. You knew they were going to come back. They're fighting for their lives here uh, this season. So um, I, I did like the response. Even though you did give up two goals in the third period, when it came down to crunch time, you were able to get it done. And the overall theme, Ron, like you'd mentioned, the Hawks bouncing back, giving themselves a little bit of confidence here. So uh, let's break in and get to how this game happened. Early on, it looked like the Blackhawks were going to take a lead, and that was a uh, Patrick Kane goal that eventually got called back for offsides. It was Kirby Doc clearly over the line. They were debating if he was possession or not, but clearly he was trying to release the pass, and it was still behind the blue line while his skates were over. So kind of a disappointment that um, it, it was uh, you know disallowed, and you feel I sent a message to Four Feathers Group, and I said, what's going to happen? Star's going to get a cheap goal within like three minutes here. Luckily, that wasn't the case. Um, so uh, the Blackhawks would convert, though, later in the period, and it would be those same two teaming up, uh, but it would be the other way around. It would be Kane feeding Doc, and Ron, I have nothing but good uh, things to say about this play uh, because Kane rushed up the right wing boards, uh, sauced one to Doc in front of the net who controlled it, and then he got it over uh, in front of Ottinger and was able to pop it top shelf, make it 1-0 here. Kane Murphy on the assist. Uh, you saw the highlight. Let me know what your thoughts on that one are. That's an un unbelievable play. And Johnny giving you love over at the Four Feathers uh, podcast Twitter account, getting the, the multiple angles of that play because what an incredible sauce by Kane. That is not an easy thing to do. Yeah, sure. It's not. We, we touched on it a little before, before jumping on here, Johnny. It's not perfect, not a perfect sauce, but it's effective and it gets the job done. But then Kirby Doc with the hands in tight to be able to catch that on the backhand, bring it back to the forehand and roof that over Ottinger's pad is really, really impressive. Great play all around, and you love to see the the repeating numbers in 77 and 88 hooking up for a goal there. Yeah, first line, getting it done, Ron. And you, uh, you talked about that first angle that I posted. I just had to because when I saw it, you know, uh, you get the initial view. That's the standard replay that you would see, uh, that you saw in live time there. And, yes, it did look impressive then, and it was nice because it's always, you know, great when you can get a guy, like you had said, taking from his backhand to his forehand, popping it up. So that's always nice, and you beat the goalie upstairs where he doesn't even have a chance to get it. But the sauce from Kane, even though it wasn't perfect, it wasn't spinning perfectly, you know, like a saucer or Frisbee, if you will, um, Doc's still able to control it. And I think that control is something that can get overlooked uh, by, you know, hockey fans, because if you're not on the ice trying to do that, it's so easy to just tip that puck and it could go back towards those right wing boards towards Kane. You could tip it too far forward and it could go mm -hmm. beyond the net and then you're going to have to retrieve it behind the net. You could get it and bat it from your forehand, you know, so you get around the puck and bat it forehand to the left wing board. So I just thought it was unbelievable by Doc. And, hey, 
first goal of the year for Kirby. That's got to feel good for him. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's just good seeing him come back. He's looks like he's getting into his groove again. Um, you know, after some pretty rough games uh, in his you know first few starts, we were together for his first uh, game of the season, Johnny. And, you know, it's good to see him turn it around and starting to show those flashes again. We saw in that, uh, you know, kind of extended playoff that the NHL did uh, last year in 2020. Yeah, you know, absolutely, Ron. And, uh, you know, I think it was interesting. Some of the quotes that have come out when Doc talking, excuse me, interesting. Some of the quotes coming out, Doc talking about his wrist still feeling a little bit of pain, but the Blackhawks, you know, doubling down on that, they would not have even made the designation if the medical staff hadn't uh, allowed him. So I think it just further uh, backs up the drive that Kirby Doc has to um, contribute to this team. And he knows that they were lacking some center depth. So maybe sure, uh, hurrying back, maybe it wouldn't be the case if they were at full go here, but either way, he's a gamer. He wants to get back into it. So um, a lot of good things here and obviously rewarded on the ice tonight in the score sheet. So great to see that. Uh, It was a solid start for the Hawks they did taper off a little bit down the uh, home stretch of the first period but either way carried that one goal lead into the locker room for the first intermission as we come back out to start the second period the stars are pushing a little bit but um, we get the new guy like we talked about Vinny Hinestroza what do we say one of his biggest strengths was was the speed And, you know, the hands might not all be there, but hey, they were good enough on this play because he comes up the right wing with Kubalik and it's a two on one and he waits, waits, has great patience, get lets the defender dive. And as the defender is going down, slides it under him over to Kubalik and then patience on the other end, Ron, for Kubalik to wait for the goalie to kind of split the legs. And then he buries it five hole, which he has done multiple times this year, but it's weird to talk about. And it's kind of like, it seems counterintuitive, but it still makes sense because they were, it was a rush play, but they were both patient and it paid off. Yeah, absolutely. And a great start in their own zone too, right? They come out from essentially the defensive blue line um, to, to create that two on one opportunity. Great job all around. I mean, if this is the Vinny Hinostroza we're going to get in a second time with the Hawks, and I'm not saying he's going to put up a goal, you know, an assist or a goal every game, but you know, even if he can be somewhat of the player he was in Arizona in terms of point numbers, which was you know maybe a point every other game, something along those lines, you know, give you good quality depth scoring. I think the trade was a no-brainer, and he looked great tonight. Great patience by him. Excellent play. You can tell he's definitely matured because when we last saw him as a Hawk, he's trying to make that pass right away, and it probably gets blocked by the defenseman. Um, So good to see him grow as a player, obviously being in the league now for a few years. And on the other side, yeah, Kubelik. I'm telling you, I had the intuition tonight that it was going to be Kubelik because I started him in my fantasy lineup when I, I had to make a decision. I made the right move. Great patience by him. Slides a five hole. A guy that... And amidst the great year from Kane and the great year from DeBrinket gets really unnoticed right now on this Blackhawks team. Kubalik doing a nice job being that kind of third man on the roster. Yeah, that's kind of quietly his 13th goal of the season. I know some of them have come in big moments, Ron, but uh, you, you just think about the heavy hitters in Patrick Kane. Obviously, he got to the 50-point mark tonight. Um, that happened on that first goal that we talked about in the first period. And uh, Dominic Kubelik getting up to 13 goals, and obviously the Cat would have one later, uh, which we'll talk about the milestone that he got to there. Um, but, you know, uh, Kubelik, like you'd said, that, that kind of third gun there uh, that uh, is maybe more on notice last year because 
because it was a rookie season. Uh, and sure, obviously, the goal total was higher just because they're playing more games, obviously, and he eventually got to over that 30 mark there. Um, so still doing it this year, and that's great to see because you don't want to have a drop-off. Like, you know, we had one of our concerns on the season preview show, Ron, was mm-hmm. really have a Richard Panic-type drop-off. And, and so far, no, not the case. So great to see those questions answered here. Um Blackhawks would take consecutive penalties after they scored that goal. Zadorov interference penalty at 9.58. I want to say they put together a really good kill there. That's my only comment on it. And then uh, DeHaan took a tripping penalty at 13.44. Stars generating a little bit more there. Hawks still able to kill it off, though. Um, and that's a good trend because they gave up a goal really quick on Saturday at Nashville. So nice to see just some of those internal things and special teams, especially since that was costly over the weekend, uh, come back and be a little bit more sure tonight. Sure, you didn't score on the power play, but hey, I will take the penalty kill going uh, two for two uh, in limiting Dallas Stars uh, in that area. So um, mm-hmm. the Blackhawks would not be done in this period, though, Ron. Um, the Stars are a little bit tired in their own end with just under a minute to go. And Alex Dabrinkit picks off a Sekera pass as he's trying to advance it up those right wing boards. Cat uh, picks it off, spins up into the top of the right circle and absolutely snipes top shelf. Someone said it was pure sex. Uh, they quote tweeted the four feathers highlight of it. And I responded and said it was a very sensual snipe. So that's my description. What do you got for me? I like that last one. Sensual snipe is a good way to put it. But man, I mean, you said it. What a revenge tour. You know, you said it on Twitter, Johnny, from the Four Feathers account. I know you tagged me. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. 20 goals in 36 games. Are you kidding me, Alex Dabrinkit? Fourth in the NHL right now in scoring. He's outscoring players such as Leon Dreisaitl, Alex Ovechkin, Brad Marchand, Kyle Connor, Max Pacioretty, and more. Steven Stamkos, David Pasternak. All those guys have less goals than Alex Dabrinkit. What a revenge tour. A hell of a play by him. Again, just reaffirming what we've said all season. He's really turning into a complete hockey player now. Able to strip, you know, you know, take that pass away from Sakura and just absolutely roofs it. Sensual snipe indeed, Johnny. That was a nice play by the cat. Yeah, I would have to go and look at the overall numbers after that. But mid-game, uh, Eddie O and Pat did talk about uh, Alex Dabrinkit being a plus 10 and that being one of the best ratings you know, on the team among forwards. So um, th- that is also nice to see and just builds on your point about talking about him being a more complete hockey player. So Blackhawks take this three-goal lead into the third uh, period. And as we came out, uh, we knew the Stars were going to press. Um, unfortunately, you know, the Blackhawks had a chance here early on to uh, – build on this lead and really kind of help put this game a little bit more out of reach. I know anything's never completely out of reach, but a little bit more by adding a fourth goal with Alexiak taking a tripping penalty just 15 seconds in. Um, but that was not the case. Dallas would be the one to capitalize on this. You get shades of Saturday coming back at you um, because it was a Debrinket pass uh, to Boquist at the point, and both of them were pretty tired. So Boquist cannot catch Cagliano racing down to the other end, the one who had kind of uh, gotten the lead from that tip pass. And uh, he breaks in and scores. Boquist committed a penalty on it, but it was a short handed goal for Cagliano here and Ron at this point I'm going oh shit here we go again yeah 100% especially you know just in a very inopportune inopportune excuse me time like that um Cagliano's a good player he, he's made a living as a really good two-way forward everywhere he's been he, you know spent a lot of time at Edmonton spent some time out in uh, Anaheim and now in Dallas so a guy that you just can't give an opportunity to like that. He's got a really nice set of wheels on him. Doesn't matter how long he's been in the league and uh, a really costly error that I agree, Johnny, that was definitely an oh shit moment. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, it's tough to like, you know, especially we just praised to bring it there. It's tough to really, you know, kind of pile on them for the past there. Uh, But I think at the end of the shift uh, there, especially when you're dwindling down power play time, because this is only with about, I would say, around the 30 second mark. I'd have to go and check it exactly on the uh, excuse me, the uh, time left on the uh, penalty there. But it it was around there getting towards the end. So, you know, these guys have been out there because that's the end of the first unit. That's the end of the first unit playing about a minute and a half. So um, unfortunately, Boak was not able to make up the ground, um, did take the penalty. But I think that was probably for the best that they scored. So you don't give Dallas a chance uh, on the power play there. But either way, as we move on, um, it kind of a weird goal, uh, but opportunistic for the Stars uh, after that at the uh, 1346 mark, um, Fasca would find a puck off the end boards after a shot uh, that came from the point to Lindell. Uh, from Lindell and uh, he banged Foxa being the one banging home the rebound to make it three, two. And we're really sweating here now, Ron, but Hey, I do also need to just give a little, you know, you take tip your hockey helmets, uh, stick taps to the Dallas stars for playing those boards correctly. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's doing your, your homework, knowing where you're playing, knowing the building you're playing in and, uh, an excellent job by them to you know take advantage and just take advantage of an opportunity too, right? Just kind of along the same lines. You got to tip your hockey helmet, um, taking advantage of an opportunity, and they were able to climb back into this thing and make it a, a, a one goal game then uh, with that that bang you know rebound goal. So nice job by them. You got you know credit where credit is due, and as a Hawks fan, you'd begin to sweat a little bit. Yep, and coming down the third period, as we always expect, uh, the team trailing is going to put on some, uh, you know, serious pressure, and the Stars did just that. But luckily, we had a huge sweeping block from Connor Murphy uh, selling the body. Always great to see it from him. Uh, you know, he, he is very, very uh, much establishing himself as the best defenseman on this team. Uh, I would say, you know, it, it's close. I it's still there was still there was a play earlier in the game too that Duncan Keith made you think that as well, uh, where he's still the guy. But obviously, I think. The, the minutes are going to be shifting towards uh, Connor Murphy. But, hey, I wouldn't rule it out. You say you do get your way into the playoffs and you're playing an overtime game. That's not just this five-minute thing. Uh, Duncan Keith will probably be your Iron Man out there. So I'll still hold out a little bit there, Ron. But, uh, yeah, Connor Murphy had a big play down the stretch. And also another play we we're talking about killing time here and, and taking away offensive opportunities for the Stars. It's a play that is very small and will go unnoticed. But a puck is coming through the neutral zone, and Alex Dabrinkit is having a little bit of trouble getting a complete handle on it and as he is uh trying to corral it it hits off of his stick and a dallas stars defender and pops up in the air and luckily kirby doc was coming along with him out of the zone through the neutral zone right right by the red line doc gloves it down and not only that he gloves it down to himself and is able to carry into the offensive zone holds possession for a good five seconds there. Blackhawks start a little bit of a cycle. They wouldn't generate a scoring chance on that or anything, Ron, but I thought that was huge, and that is why uh, Kirby Doc will get one of the Four Feathers awards here towards the end for me. Um, but th- that would be it, and Kane uh, buried the empty netter uh, it, you know, uh, with, let's see, uh, 1953, so just under a minute to go. Um, that officially let us exhale. Blackhawks win, take home two points, and don't let the Stars get a single one. Um, it was beautiful. Uh, I love you know, uh, posting the Hawks win video again from four feathers pod. Absolutely. Especially when Johnny saves does the tongue out thing. It just never gets old and uh, reaffirms how much we miss the captain, but yeah, great win tonight, a staple, uh, you know, very, one of the wins you're going to need again, if you're truly going to be a playoff team this year in a year that you were not expected to compete in any capacity, 
Um, you're going to have to beat the Dallas Stars. You're going to have to beat the Nashville Predators. Really, I think those are probably the two biggest threats. Columbus is just kind of imploding, and the Detroit you know, Red Wings suck, literally. I mean, they're awful. Um, you know, so And you're not catching any of the big three. So really, it's a, it's a three-team race for that last spot right now. And anytime that you can play Dallas and beat them, and anytime hopefully coming up you can play Nashville and beat them, that's only going to increase your chances to make the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. So final observations here. I just alluded to it. Uh, cool and tough player of the game for me is Kirby Doc for obviously the goal. And then, uh, you know, you did set up the first one, even though it was offsides a little bit, but still a nice play. Uh, nonetheless, even though it doesn't count, um, nice to see him, though. Him and Kane finding a groove that just tells me the first line is starting to click even more. Uh, Kirby Doc, we talked about some of the initial chemistry uh, not being there, but I, nice to see that. Looks like it's gelling because they did technically have two goals that you know went in one of them counted so um either way nice to see that from him and then obviously the play that i just detailed uh at the end there to kill some time uh with his possession skills and the glove down because that ain't easy that ain't easy in hockey a defender could easily swipe that thing away so that's my cool and tough player of the game who you got i'm gonna go with the newcomer old, i guess the old comer that was a newcomer i don't know how this works but vinny yeah, Hinostroza, the, the, the re-debut that's what yes I like to call the it. re-debut the re-debut of vinny Hinostroza wearing a new number um you know 28 should be retired for the great steve larmer but um you know Hinostroza rocking the new number only played 947 uh and those numbers will shift ladies and gentlemen so if you look at this at the time on ice after um, you listen to Four Feathers, and I'm wrong. Don't yell at me. Uh, but as of now, he, he still played under 10 minutes, but he had a takeaway. He had three hits, which is something that we really never saw from Vinny in his first time around, uh, and two shots on goal to go with that really nice assist. So, again, you know, I think with Colleton still getting to know him, he's not going to play at all the minutes right now. But I would rather him be getting the 945 right now than, no offense, Patrick Kamiski, than to Matthew Highmore yep. at this point, especially when you're in a playoff race. Because I think Hina Stroza has more of a, a skill set, as you mentioned, with, especially with the speed that helps this team going forward. So really nice to see that out of Hina Stroza. Again, didn't play a ton of minutes, but made a lot of nice plays and I think had a really nice debut for the Hawks. So that is cool and tough. Yeah, absolutely, Ron. And, you know, you talk about one of those other shots on goal. Uh, it was right out in front. I know the, um, you know, one of the other ones may have uh, been a little bit from further distance, but one of them was a stuffed chance, and Odinger had to make a strong save on him. So uh, he was providing a little bit of net front presence there uh, with that third line. So nice to see from Vinny Hinestroza. I agree. Very uh, well-deserved uh, choice for there. I like when we can differentiate him there, uh, and I like my Kirby Doc pick for cool and tough player of the game. My final observation is that, yes, even though Dallas was pressing and they had the more shots and the more attempts and all that good coursey stuff Fenwick, whatever you want to call it um when you look at the scoring chances in the third period five to five even and the dallas stars only generated one more high danger chance than the blackhawks so what does that tell me ron what are the blackhawks doing there protecting the fucking house johnny yes they are they are protecting the house. That's what they're doing. So great to see, uh, especially in uh, that kind of, you know, high danger, you know, it's a high danger time, uh, but the high danger chances weren't flooding in uh, for the Dallas stars. Like they may have been last Thursday against the Carolina hurricane. So, all right, th that does it for uh, this game. Those are our final observations from this one. Uh, we are going to take a quick break, get a word from our sponsor manscaped and be right back with the Thursday night preview. Hey, you, yeah, you, Got Bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor, Manscaped. We're looking out for you here at ONTAP because we have an exclusive 20% off discount using the code ONTAP at manscaped.com. 
Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. What comes in that? Well, the Lawnmower 3.0, which is a waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formations to round out your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer to help you trim up the hedges. The trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to make sure your balls are smelling majestic before that tinder date. you also find the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, which is a spray-on toner that's designed to make your balls smell irresistible. Be sure to add their refined cologne to your arsenal as well. With a perfect package or a performance package purchase, you'll also get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped boxers. So go get 20% off and free shipping using the code ONTAP at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor this spring and always use the right tools for your bush trimming experience. Once again, you can get 20% off and free shipping by using the code ONTAP, all one word, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the code ONTAP. It's 2021 and you still got bush? Change that with Manscaped. Thank you to Manscaped for that. We are back now. Uh, just discussed a Blackhawks 4-2 to winner here on Tuesday, April 6th. And now the series finale preview. This game will be on Thursday, April 8th. Uh, another 7 p.m. Central Time start on NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, Blackhawks after this one uh, now sit at 18-17-5. and five, uh, 41 points, fifth place in the Central. And the Dallas Stars dropped to 13-14-10, and 10, 36 points, seventh place in the Central. So talk about those four-point swings, Ron. That's why this is so important here. Uh, what are we looking for in uh, the series finale? Yeah, I mean, the, the series finale is going to be you just got to come out and, and and do exactly what you said, Johnny, what the Hawks did. They protected the house. They got to do it again. Um, this, you know, Dallas Stars team, you know, even without Tyler Sagan for most of the season, still has a lot of firepower. They were in the Stanley Cup final uh, not too long ago, and I think a lot of people forget that. Still a very good hockey team. Um, you just got to protect the house and then take advantage of the scoring opportunities when you can. I think tonight's blueprint was a perfect blueprint that they can, you know, roll back out on Thursday and it should be effective. And hopefully we're talking about another Hawks win on Thursday night. Yeah. And I, I'll just get a little bit technical here. And it's like, if you have a situation like that with the power play, um, obviously we've seen it shorthanded goals and back-to-back games here that other teams are scoring on, uh, thanks to the breakaway. So be cognizant of where you are in your shift, first of all, lengthwise. And then second of all, where you are distance-wise uh, from your opponent in comparison, uh, excuse me, distance-wise compared to the defender and your guy that you're passing to. Um, just be cognizant of that because you don't want to have that opportunity and open the door for them. Uh, hey, even if you're not scoring on that power play, if you just ring it around and someone is able to get it behind and you do a little cycling, uh, sure, obviously, ideally, you'd want to score. But, hey, it's better than having it end up in the back of your own net. So that's one little minor tactical adjustment I would make for them. I did like a little bit of the power play action early on. Even though they didn't score, they were 0 for 3 on the power play tonight. I did like the action more uh, than they had on Saturday afternoon at Nashville. So that would be my one little tactical adjustment here. Let's get a stick to click from you, Ron, who's getting it done Thursday night. As much as I'd love to pick Hina Stroza, I think just that that feels right. I was a big Vinny guy his first time around. I actually have his jersey hanging in my closet right now, so I might break that back out, even though it's not a relevant number anymore. But I am going to go, Johnny, with the not only is it a revenge tour, but he's also, as you confirmed, the plus-minus leader of this Blackhawks team at a plus-eight 
I'm going to take Alex to break it because, as you mentioned, 20 goals in 36 games is nothing to sneeze at. And I think he gets to 21, maybe even 22 on Thursday night. And I think he just continues to prove that he's one of the, the elite goal scorers in the NHL. So give me the cat as my stick to click. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm going to go with a guy that scored tonight as well, uh, and that's Mr. Dominic Kubalik, number eight. Uh, you know, it's easy to just say, just fucking crank it here, but I do like the little bit of, you know, and it's still early, uh, and things could shift between now and then, but I don't see why Jeremy Colladin would break this third line up of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Henestroza, Kubalik, and Kurashev there, uh, because they did not only did they score the goal on that two-on-one that was just Kubalik and Henestroza involved, they also had a rush later in the game coming down at the other end uh that was uh, uh excuse me philip kurashev coming in behind it and unfortunately his stick shattered uh when hennis rosa fed him the puck back so that's just some bad luck in hockey um but I- i'm gonna go with that line and i think dominic kubelik uh, is gonna keep it rolling and like we talked about needing that kind of third guy even though it might be a little bit quieter uh, than the Kane and debrinket season so far i'll go with kubelik i think those are good ones here momentum wise ron so you got final thoughts and then we can close this thing down Good win for the Hawks tonight. A gritty win. You're going to need these type of games to get into the playoffs. Um, solid night from Kevin Lankinen. I, I know, you know, I think we've just become accustomed to him being so good, but uh, 25 saves tonight, still a quality night for him. And if the Hawks can do this again, what they did tonight, Johnny, on Thursday, we'll be talking about another Hawks victory. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's the thing. We we can kind of get into some of these guys, and there were other things going on, like the debut, the Kirby Doc first goal. But yeah, Lankanen needs some credit here. I agree uh, with, with the uh, you know uh, the the save totals that you had mentioned there. Uh, twenty five saves on twenty seven shots, so good for Mister Lankanen there. Um, you're going to need a solid performance out of him, and I would not be shocked. My final thought here is I would not be shocked. Don't be surprised to see Jeremy Collin go back uh, and call Kevin Lankanen's number again on Thursday night. Um, you know it's. Before, it seemed this would be a Malcolm Subban game, if we're talking a month ago at this period in time. Um, but I think that Kevin Lankinen, you're going to see him back in net. So uh, that's what I would look out for there. Um, and then otherwise, you're going to get a hungry Dallas Stars team once again because they know where they stand uh, in when it comes to the standings themselves. So um, they're going to be looking to get those points back. And it would be a four-point swing for them as well if they were able to get a win. So uh, be ready for a push early. Uh, let's not have any of those bullshit starts like we had against uh, the uh, – um, uh, excuse me, the Carolina Hurricanes last week, they did have a good start. The Blackhawks did just unfortunately were not able to find the back of the net on uh, Saturday against Nashville. So uh, you're going to need to bring that fire early on. So um, I'm looking for some smelling salts on the bench before the game. That is my final thought. So Ron, we only know one way to get the hell out of here. Three magic words. Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks. Hawks.